Do you ever feel like you're in a never-ending cycle of snacks and meals? We get it. That's why we're excited to share Home Threads, the ultimate solution for creating a stylish and functional family space. At HomeThreads.com, discover furniture that can handle the chaos of family life. From wipeable dining chairs to kitchen tables and light fixtures. Or you can just freshen up your kitchen with trays, counter lamps, decor, and other affordable accents that will help you update your kitchen into a room you love spending time in. Head over to HomeThreads.com slash D-I-J-F-Y, short for Dinner and I Just Feed You, to get a code for 15% off your first order. Because if you're going to be feeding them three times a day, plus snacks, you deserve a home that feeds your style. HomeThreads, love where you live. That's HomeThreads.com backslash D-I-J-F-Y today to get 15% off your first order. It doesn't always have to be as complicated as we're making it, even though we're keeping it fairly simple, you can even simplify our ideas further. You know, so maybe one night it's eaten mess, but maybe another night it's just the berries and the leftover whipped cream. And another night it's just, you know, a banana and, you know, just a cooked banana. And that's it. Welcome to Didn't I Just Feed You? A podcast about feeding kids. Hi, I'm Stacy, And I'm Megan. By request... From Stacy, we're going to talk about <laughs> making super quick desserts. Uh, it's one part easy recipes and one part sort of semi homemade desserts that you can put together while grocery shopping. Stacy, this is something I actually think that you do super well. So, what are the parameters for twenty minute desserts? That they take twenty minutes. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like okay, but something you put together. Okay. Like if we're going to just open a box of Oreos and be like, here, dessert, like we're, you know, we're going to give people more than that. Right. Yes. And I think of you as being the queen of dessert. And where this really came from is the idea of dessert every day. Yes. <laughs> right. This it's such a joy to have something sweet after dinner. And we're in that time. Some people are back to school. Some people are going back to school. Like it just fall gets hectic and then winter gets hectic. I just feel like between like August, for some people, the beginning of August, for some people, the end of August, all the way to December just feels like a fire drill. And making it easy for people to have sweet treats around the house as like a little fun surprise after school or a little bite of something good after dinner just feels so nice when everything feels busy and maybe either challenging or like you don't get a moment to breathe. Right. And this feels like it'll serve people outside of the holidays because I feel like we're when we're in the holidays, there's like cookies and quick breads and stuff all around. But there are these times of the year where you're not like having popsicles and ice cream around for desserts every day. Yeah. And you also don't really, especially for all the busy home cooks who are our listeners, you don't really have time to like bake something every night. Even the things that we say are quick, like I will throw together a batch of cookies or you'll bake like a quick snacking cake. That's still requires more time than many of us have every single night. Totally. So I just want us to all have an arsenal of like really quick, nice little sweet treats. Okay, we're doing it. So you can like come back to this episode, use it in September, use it in October, use it in February, March of next year. It's going to be useful all year round. Okay, so go on a tiny little sidetrack with me. 
Like, yes. do you have a couple of episodes of ours that you actually listen to? We have both joked on the podcast in the past that we'll have to refer to our own recipes. Like, I'll be like, oh, I want my chicken salt and boca. You know, some of my recipes I know by heart, but a lot of them I have to actually like go back to my book or go back to my site. I know you do the same. Yes. Do you ever go back? Are there certain didn't I just feed you episodes that you return to frequently when you need ideas? Because I have a feeling this one is going to be one of those for me. Yes. Our old Make Ahead Breakfast episode yes, is one that I've referred totally to yep. a lot. I feel like there's one of the meal prep episodes that I will go back to from like season one when is we used to do seasons. With- yeah. With Tracy Benjamin. Yeah. Yeah. Just for like a reminder of how caring for my family and like doing meal prep is actually can actually be a form of self-care. What about you? Oh, what was the first one you mentioned? I already Breakfast. Breakfast. Make it breakfast. That's when I listen to. I go to our playlists a lot on Spotify. So you guys, right? I don't know if everybody knows this, but if you go to Spotify and you search for Didn't I Just Feed You, you'll get a couple of results. One is the actual show because you can stream the show from Spotify. But you can also search for Didn't I Just Feed You, the user. That's our Spotify profile. And there we've created playlists. And I used to go back to our back to school playlist all the time when I was still packing lunches. That is a big one for me. So yeah, I just I just have a feeling. We don't have to like belabor this, but I just have a feeling that this is going to be one of those episodes. It's why I requested it because I do feel like sometimes I'm craving like a quick dessert. I don't want it to just be straight, you know, store-bought cookie or brownie or whatever. And then I'm like, ah, I get to actually the end of dinner prep or whatever it is, like the afternoon when I'm saying I'm going to go into the kitchen. And then cookies, even though they're quick, just feels like too much. So I want there to be some other things in my arsenal. Okay. Well, we're going to do that. Okay. But before we get into it. Before we get into it, we want to invite you guys to join our Din I Just Feed You listeners community. Hey, we've been talking about this for a long time now. Guys, Like, we want all of you to be there. It's free. And when you join the free community, you get direct access to us. You get all of the access to all of these thousands of busy home cooks, and they can help you solve problems, give you recommendations. Also, you get access to our recipe archive, our shopping guide, our helpful checklists. It is so worth it. You just share your email with us, and we never share that with anyone. Yes. And then we have our supporting community, which is one way that you can financially support these free public episodes. But when you join, you get access to our ad free stream, two bonus episodes each month, a live Q&A session and some uncut gems too. find out more about becoming a member of our community at didn't I just feed you dot com backslash community. Okay, let's get into it. I'm so excited. Okay, well, I have to reveal right away that I do have some things that I think count as 20-minute desserts and can be fun, even if you're like hosting guests, that are not opening a pack of Oreos, but are just like fun things. Okay. Fun ways to do dessert. No, I... No, should we? I don't know. Where do you want to start? I don't know. I feel like, like you need to-, to explain that. I think of like, I thought of this as sort of like three categories. Like okay. there are recipes, like things where you're going to actually require some guidance. Okay. And then there are things that I think anyone can sort of like assemble and you don't need any kind of recipe to guide you. And then there's like the just for fun things. Which I love it. 
is a little bit like opening some packages or coordinating with friends. Totally. I think that almost all of my ideas fall into the assembly. Oh, perfect. But maybe not. We'll find out. I want to start with recipes because I feel like when it comes to dessert recipes, simple or complicated, you are our gal. Yeah. So it's interesting because I identify as a baker but not a dessert chef. You make that, really? You make that distinction? I guess, like, I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. There are chocolatiers. There are, I don't know. I think you think of a pastry chef and a baker. Yeah, even within culinary school, it's like there's sections where it's like, this is baking. Yep. This is pastry. Yes. This and like within baking is like bread and within pastry is like cake decorating. And then there are, like, oh, there's like a whole semester that you spend in one of the restaurant classrooms, like making desserts, plated desserts. So I think of those as like somewhat different things. Totally. Okay. Which is all to say, wait, 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 wait. Do you like plated desserts? I really enjoy plated desserts when someone else makes them. Okay. <laughs> you don't like making them, but you do like eating them. Well, that's not true. I do. The, uh, but this is where what I'm going to reveal is like, I do have a handful of things that I do enjoy making. Okay. And I think are incredibly like riffable. And so they're worth like anyone knowing how to make them. Because once you know how to make pudding from scratch, you can make so many different flavors of it. And then you can turn that into things like trifle. I'm getting a little ahead of myself. But the lens is more for me is less like beautiful. Like I'm never going to be like, you should make a baked Alaska, which requires you to like know how to make a meringue and have a blowtorch. Many of the things that I think make great 20 minute desserts are very like homey. So just to start, I think everyone should know how to make two-ingredient chocolate mousse. Yes, this is a great one. I have a recipe that we can link to, but it is essentially whipped cream and melted chocolate. And when you whip the cream, you can reserve a little bit for topping the chocolate mousse. And what is really fun, especially if you're hosting a party, is to get like a variety of cocktail glasses, like coupes and little rocks glasses. Let me back step a little bit. You whip the cream, you reserve a little, you melt the chocolate, you fold the melted and cooled chocolate into the whipped cream, and then you have chocolate mousse, which honestly you can eat right away. It's so magical. It's so magical. But if you're making it ahead of time for like serving after dinner, it is really great if you can portion it into small jars or cocktail glasses and then stick it in the fridge. And then when you're ready to serve it, putting that reserved whipped cream on top. And and then it's really fun to do like a little bit of shaved chocolate or you could buy like um, those sesame candies and crush them up and put them on top or like a Heath bar. There's lots of ways or even honestly, like if they're in season, some sliced berries or pitted cherries are really great on top of chocolate mousse. It's one of those desserts that's like not too sweet, but sweet enough and like super satisfying. It sounds so good. I said it sounds so good. I've actually eaten it, so I know it's good. (laughs) But the way you're describing it, I was so enthralled. I was like, oh, have you ever made it with Nutella? I haven't, but you can. It's pretty easy. Yeah, I've been wanting to because Isaac loves Nutella. So just sub out some of the melted chocolate for the hazelnut spread. And you should melt it too, right? You should heat the Nutella. It's a little thick, but I think if you melted the chocolate... 
and like while the chocolate's still warm from melting it, added in the Nutella, it would actually like make it an even faster thing because you'd be kind of getting the chocolate to room temperature by adding in the Nutella to cool it. Totally. Oh, that sounds so good. And with that in mind, I mean, honestly, like tons of other nut butters. You could do like a peanut butter one. You could add tahini if that's your thing. I have never made it, but you can do something similar with whipped coconut cream, too. Mm -hmm. So if you wanted to make it non-dairy and use a non-dairy chocolate. So lots and lots of possibilities. Okay. Um, You mentioned pudding before. And I don't know if you know how much I love pudding. I feel like we've discussed it one time before. I really do. So rice pudding is actually my favorite. And that takes a little bit more time. Actually, it doesn't. I was going to say, depends. isn't there a way you could like shortcut it? There is. And you can like cook it faster. I always think about my grandmother making a huge vat like slowly Greek style. But I love rice pudding. I love butterscotch pudding. I love chocolate pudding. So talk to us about making pudding from scratch. I think that people think it's harder than it actually is. Yes. Can I just like the secret here is that Everything that you're buying in the pudding packet, you already have in your kitchen. Boom. So it's basically sugar, cocoa powder, or vanilla extract and no cocoa powder, and a thickener like cornstarch. There are pudding recipes where you can like incorporate a whole egg or an egg yolk for more richness. I feel like you see that a lot with like a butterscotch. And like with butterscotch, you would you kind of make the butterscotch and then build the pudding. And then so you mix those things in like together in a pot and you add warm milk and you cook it until it thickens. And then again, you can like eat it warm. Warm pudding is so, so delicious and so comforting, especially in the wintertime. Or you can pour it into portions and cool it and serve it as a cold snack. And I do think that it's, this is a good moment to say that if you want to make a 20 minute dessert that uses pudding, but pudding isn't the only thing you're serving, you can still make it homemade. It might take a few more minutes to assemble it into something else or buy the pudding pack. Yes. And then different things you can do with it. You can pour it into a graham cracker crust or like an Oreo cookie crust and chill it for a little while. Pudding pie is great. Top it with whipped cream or even some Cool Whip. You can make, again, like trifles or layer it with fruit or crumbled cookies, anything like that. What else can you do with pudding? Store-bought pound cake. Yeah. You can use it as a sauce for other things too. So like if you bought strawberry shortcake bases, like so you bought the shortcake and you wanted to do strawberry shortcake, but you just wanted to like bougie it up a little bit you could do pudding as the base and do like less like that would be a really pretty plated dessert you can also freeze homemade pudding and make pudding pops again it's gonna take longer than our 20 minutes of like assembly you need to freeze them for several hours but it's great to know that you can do that and i know we did a whole episode about ice cream this summer but you can also turn pudding into ice cream like that's essentially what custard is yeah even when you make it without the egg yeah when you make it without the egg because you're the cornstarch is the thickener so that's a really fun party trick to be like oh i made homemade ice cream but really you just used homemade pudding or store-bought honestly yeah 
Um, also, you can make a layered kind of cake. So we already, you know, you could use like graham cracker pudding, graham cracker, like make an icebox cake. Or you can do like a tiramisu style thing where you take like lady fingers or something. You can soak them. I like doing this with lemon flavors, like a lemon pudding. Take limoncello or like even just a little bit of lemon zest and lemon juice and soak the lady fingers and then layer it between pudding and put it in the icebox for a little while to set. I don't know. It's just it's just fun to do things with pudding. Like yes, banana cream pudding. pie like is a really easy, even if you're not making a full-on pie. But just taking Nilla wafers, vanilla pudding, sliced banana, and layer that two times in a cup is delicious and topped with whipped cream. Banana pudding. You said banana pudding pie or banana cream pie. Banana cream pie, I said, is what I, yes. But here in the South, we would call that banana pudding. Banana pudding. I know. It's true. Pudding. But I think of it when I like it, I put it in the cookie crust. But when it's, so in the South. When it's in the cookie crust, like in its pie shape, you still call it banana pudding? No, it's like then it's banana cream pie. Right. So I was thinking both. I like it that way, but I do think banana pudding is just like the easier, faster 20 minute version of the dessert. Yeah. And like for real, I when we say desserts, I think of like sort of more upscale things. But chocolate pudding is the basis of those super fun dirt cups where you do crushed Oreos yeah, and totally. gummy worms on the top. So. Knowing how to make pudding at home. And also, like, we have that a whole no-bake treat episode where we talk about, like, the joy and value of just, like, whipped cream, which we're going to get into, I think, even more in the assembly part. But, like, if you can whip cream and you can make pudding, then you can also, like, fold together whipped cream and pudding and make, like you said, tiramisu or sort of like banana cream pies. There's just this whole world that opens up when you know how to make those two things. Okay, we talked about pudding enough. <laughs> Let's move on. What else comes up for you when we're talking about recipes? Like quick desserts, but maybe you need a little bit of guidance to understand like ratios and how to combine things to make it delicious. Yes, okay, here's where I'm gonna like get a little nerdy. Trifles, which you mentioned, but what I feel like you described is maybe a little bit more of a parfait. And here is the distinction between the two. A parfait can be like any kind of creamy thing, whether it's pudding or whipped cream. And then some sort of like cookie cake could even be granola. And then there's like maybe fruit, whole fruit or like a jam or jelly in it. Got it. A true trifle always includes like some sort of pound cake and it's usually soaked in a liqueur. That's like a key component to a trifle. And it includes both custard and whipped cream. Mm. And I don't know if this is a rule or something. So is tiramisu actually a trifle? Technically a trifle? Yeah, I think it is. Except for trifles also usually include fruit, which tiramisu does not. does not, but it's got cake soaked... Yes. yes. Interesting. Okay. And so the other thing to know about the fruit is that it's often cooked fruit. So like you may, you'll make like what is called a compote, which is basically just fruit and sugar and a little bit of acidity. So usually like lemon or lime juice cooked until the fruit starts to break down. And most often you see a trifle as like a large dessert that is like either built in a bowl yeah, or a beautiful, those big, beautiful glass glass. Yeah, yeah. Those glass stands, um, because the idea is like you want to see all of the layers. 
So parfaits, we can definitely put in 20 minute desserts. Trifles sound a little more complicated. So talk to us about what you mean when we can make a 20 minute trifle being technical in this way. I think that like if we were to throw out technicalities, okay, that it's easy to make a trifle if you're going to rely on some store-bought components. So like I would not, if you're if you're trying to make this a quick dessert, bake the cake. I would buy some like bakery pound cake or even store-bought pound cake and build your trifle off of that. I think this is a time to... Do you cut um, it in cubes? Yeah, cube it. Some people like to toast it. I don't. I think that's just too much effort for what we're trying to do here. And then I might... Like make the whipped cream, but this might be the time where I buy store-bought pudding or use like the from packet pudding just to make it a little bit more, a little bit faster. And same thing with the fruit. Like I know that technically it should be sort of a compote, but you know what? This is a great time to just like slice your berries and toss them with some sugar and lemon juice and let them macerate while you're like cutting the cake up and whipping the cream because we don't want to make them super complex. and. Also, I think the the beauty of a trifle is that you're making one of them. Like that's the expectation. Versus when you get into parfaits, I in my mind, I think of those as being like individual desserts. And whether we want to admit it or not, even if you're building the same thing, assembly style, it takes much longer to build 10 individual desserts than it does to build one dessert that feeds 10 people. I okay, so I have a lot of thoughts about everything you're saying. Okay. I'm going to push back on it a little bit because I agree with you, but I'm wondering if you're thinking about like if maybe in talking about trifles, you went to an entertaining place in your mind, a trifle, the way you're talking about it feels to me like a 20 minute dessert I would put together if I had people coming over. Yes. It does not feel like something I would put together for my family. Okay. At the end of the day. The idea of 20 minutes desserts was like both. Like some ideas. Yeah, no, I, I just, I'm talking personal. I'm yes. saying yes. And then for sure, I think it qualifies like both. I want that 20 minute dessert for when I'm entertaining. I'm just making a distinction for myself personally. I don't think I would make a trifle as you described it for my family. And making four parfaits doesn't feel hard to No, not at when all. it's only just four for the family. So I think like on a weeknight basis, I would go with parfait and I'd go with like basically like throw shit in a glass. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like fruit, whipped cream. Maybe I made some pudding. What's the shit you'd put in your glass for your parfaits? It's it's definitely whipped cream or Cool Whip. That's probably not homemade because if I'm bothering to make parfaits, I've probably made the pudding homemade because I think homemade pudding is going to feel more like I did something and feel a little more special than store-bought pudding and homemade whipped cream. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Okay. So probably it's going to be like pudding, whipped cream, and then shit around the house. So not <laughs> Maybe like, like vanilla wafers or... Gra- yes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> vanilla, vanilla wafers, wafers graham crackers, Oreos, fruits, leftover cake. Maybe I baked a snacking cake four days ago and it's a, like, it has to be tossed. Just like cut that up or crumble it up. Something like that. That sounds so good. And I'm glad you mentioned Oreos and other things because at least for me, yeah, pretzels, sometimes I can get caught in the like, oh, a trifle or a parfait is usually like 
vanilla creamy stuff, like whether it's the pudding and the, whip, the whipped cream and like vanilla cake and fruit. But there's like this whole world that opens up if you're making chocolate pudding or you want to make like cocoa whipped cream and do things like include honey roasted peanuts and chopped pretzels and marshmallow fluff is like a wonderful mm-hmm, component mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. trifles or par- parfaits. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is the place to just like have some fun. If it yeah, tastes like good individually. Whipped cream, pretzels, and peanuts. So good. So good. 2024 is the year we're focused on finally reducing dinnertime overwhelm at Didn't I Just Feed You? And that means making grocery shopping easier and more cost-effective, especially when it comes to the foods we all tend to spend the most on, like meat. Enter ButcherBox, where you can count on incredible deals on premium cuts. At ButcherBox, you can choose a curated box or customize your order of 100% grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, pork-raised crate-free, and wild-caught seafood to stock your fridge with all the proteins you need for the week, month, or even the year at prices that are hard to come by at the grocery store. That's all your protein shopped for in one shot at great prices delivered to your door with free shipping. Just one change, switching over to ButcherBox, and you guarantee yourself fewer trips to the grocery store and savings that are hard to find at the supermarket. Dinnertime overwhelm, be gone. ButcherBox is offering our listeners their choice of a weeknight meal essential, three pounds of chicken thighs, two pounds of ground beef, or one pound of premium steak tips for free in every order for a whole year. Plus, you get $20 off your first order. Sign up today at butcherbox.com backslash D-I-J-F-Y and use the code D-I-J-F-Y, short for Didn't I Just Feed You, to choose your free offer and get $20 off. Armoire makes getting dressed easy. With a clothing rental membership from Armoire, build the perfect wardrobe with brands that are high quality, unique, and recommended just for you. Is anyone else struggling with what to wear these days? I've been pretty frustrated with getting dressed over the last few months as I've navigated body changes, and some days I quite literally have no idea what to wear. Enter Armoire. Armoire allows you to rent high-quality designer clothing for every occasion. When I signed up, I took a style quiz, and based on my preferences, they offered suggestions that would best match my life. I've been renting clothes from Armoire for a while now, and the more I rent, the more on point the suggestions get. Plus, you send what you wear back, which is a great way to try new styles without waste. Armoire also has such a fantastic range of options. Whether you're planning an outfit for a date night, packing for a conference, or maybe a family event, or just need some updated options for everyday life, you'll be the best-dressed person in the room without ever having to find time for an exhausting shopping day. Right now, Didn't I Just Feed You listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armoire.style slash D-I-J-F-Y. That is armoire.style, A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash D-I-J-F-Y to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try Armoire today. This episode is brought to you with support from Whole Foods. As a resident Greek girl, I am a sucker for Mediterranean flavors and want you to taste the Mediterranean too. Go to Whole Foods Market now and save on regionally inspired products through March 19th. Find sales on animal welfare certified meat, including boneless, skinless, air chilled chicken breast, bone in beef short ribs, ground lamb and more. Save on whole bronzini and sustainable wild caught sockeye salmon. 
and stock up on Mediterranean essentials like feta cheese crumbles, whole wheat pita pockets, and if you're over 21, wines from Spain, Greece, and Italy. Grab your ingredients and experiment with family-friendly Mediterranean cuisine today. Think Greek-style ground lamb pitas, lemony oven roasted chicken, or bronzino or instant pot short ribs braised in wine. All simple and delicious. Taste the Mediterranean now at Whole Foods Market. Okay, I think I have two more things I want to mention as far as recipe things. Microwave chocolate fondue. Ooh, baby. I, many years ago, did we ever find it? I need to look again. Wrote a story for parents magazine about microwave cooking and one of the things that came out of that was making this like hot cocoa fondue so you use a little bit of milk use a hot chocolate packet and use some chopped chocolate and you microwave it to be warm i've done it since then in the any day containers and i really like that because they have a little bit of insulation to them because they're glass that keeps it warm so you make that it literally takes less than five minutes to make the fondue component and then just pull stuff out of your fridge and pantry like strawberries, pretzels, marshmallows and get some skewers out and let everyone like do dippy fondue. Love it. So good. And then I don't know, this one actually veers towards assembly. Maybe it segues us into assembly. We did in June, this ice cream sandwich cake. We have a recipe for it in our recipe archive. We did a reel about it. We can link to all of that. But it's essentially taking ice cream sandwiches and layering them with ice cream and some sort of like crunchy cookie component and topping the whole thing with magic shell, which we also have a recipe for. And then you put it in the like you freeze it and you put the magic shell on top and then you can cut it into cake squares and it that is one that's like really great for entertaining but also because it keeps in the frit the freezer it's something that feels a little bit more elevated than just like pints of ice cream or popsicles and feels like a true dessert yes and you can have fun with the flavors i've only ever made it with the classic ice cream sandwich but now there's like all these variations where it's more like vanilla ice cream sandwiches or cookies and cream ice cream sandwiches and then because you add a pint of ice cream to it You also can add other flavors. You can do like cherry ice cream and then it feels like a chocolate cherry dessert. Or you could do the tonight dough, which is a Ben and Jerry's ice cream and like lean it towards more like caramel and peanut flavors. So good. So good. Okay. So that segues us into assembly, which I feel like you have a lot to say about. I don't know if a lot, but I do love a good assembly dessert. So we talk about puff pastry a lot. I think puff pastry is really nice. If you like pastry versus cake, it's really fun. I have to admit that puff pastry desserts are not my kids' absolute favorites. They'd rather eat cake. But you can even just puff up the puff pastry and top it with berries and whipped cream. It can be very, very easy. You can also just make like a quick tart where you kind of just like roll it out, create a little edge and put, you know, end of the summer fruit or like falls coming up. There's going to be tons of apples and, you know, put them on top with some honey or maple syrup, brush it all around, brown sugar on top and put it in the oven. And then it cooks up so quickly and so deliciously. Yes. I love the idea of baking it as shells too, which Mm -hmm. is really easy. Like you can punch out rounds or cut squares and then you sort of like 
cut a little border into it and dock the middle part. And then so the middle part that you've docked, which just means you're like poking it with a fork a bunch or a skewer, will stay more compact and the edges will like rise up. And then you have like a little cup that you yeah. can put your berries and whipped yes. cream in. Thank you for elaborating because that's what I meant at first and I realized <laughs> I did not describe it. But yeah, then you literally just top it. I like just whipped cream and berries. Yeah. And then you get this like crunchy, like pastry base. But yeah, putting pudding in there is great. Is there anything else you could put in there? I'm sure there is. Jam. Oh, yes. You mentioned Nutella. So you could do like Nutella with other things. Nutella tarts. Yep. Curd. Like lemon curd would be delicious in there with some fresh berries and whipped cream on top. Ooh, what about getting like some Trader Joe's cannoli dip? Yes. Oh, or like girl. some mascarpone yes. and you sweeten it a little bit. Love it. Another puff pastry thought that I'm having Do it. is what that is it? you can make pocket pies. Oh, in yeah. The, in the vein of 20 minute desserts, I would not do like a whole one because it's going to take longer to bake. But doing like square individual ones, making a triangle and just literally cut the cut the puff pastry into squares, put a spoonful of either Nutella or jam or like some fruit in the middle and then just fold it over, pinch it close and bake. And on that note, I'm going to move away from puff pastry, but you can do the same thing with crescent dough, like pop and bake crescent dough. That's a really fun, easy way or store-bought pie dough. Yeah, that's Those what are, I was going to say. Yeah, they're both yeah. really fun, easy ways to just make like a really quick turnover, like an apple turnover, like you mentioned Nutella. If you're using pie dough, I've never done it with the crescent dough. I don't think it'd work quite as well. Pie dough, you can also make it like Pop-Tart style. Mm-hmm. Just put some like jam in there and close it up and then bake it. And then you can put a little quick icing on it. Yes. Something about crescent dough and puff pastry made me think we have a recipe from it's more like a breakfast thing, but it is a nice, not too sweet little dessert thing for sugar buns where you like sprinkle sugar onto the puff pastry or the crescent dough. You roll it up, you cut it into smaller pieces, you bake it in the oven and it puffs up and it gets caramelized. And like, I would eat that by itself as dessert. But if you wanted to go one step further, you could top it with icing or you could do like whipped cream and berries like you mentioned and then you also have the leftovers for breakfast too yes um more assembly ideas i think an ice cream sundae is peak assembly dessert tops right yes. so magic shell jam caramel sauce homemade whipped cream pretzels popcorn <laughs> potato chips like sprinkles Gummy worms yeah whatever And then also there's another direction you can go that I know isn't quite your favorite, but cooked fruit. So that can be the homemade touch, like cooked peach, broiled peaches, baked apples, pears, cherries, berries, just any kind of cooked fruit. I know you're not a big fan. I love cooked bananas a la Bananas Foster. There's just like nothing better to me. (laughs) So good. So walk us through how you would cook that because people also might not know what bananas foster is and like how do you riff out because there's like a flambe component, aka setting the bananas on fire. And I don't think that you're doing that at all. I'm not going to do that. I have a recipe for sauteed bananas in my first cookbook, Make It Easy, because I love them so much. I cut them in half 
And then I cut them in half lengthwise again. So I have four bananas, like pieces. And then literally I just put some butter in a nonstick pan. I usually use nonstick because I'm going to be cooking with sugar and sugar can get really sticky and it just makes cleanup easier. We want this to be 20 minutes. So I melt the butter. I let it brown. I sprinkle the bananas with brown sugar and then the the cut side part, I sprinkle brown sugar and then I put them in the pan cut side down. Sometimes I add a little more brown sugar on top, a dash of vanilla extract. And like, really that's it. Like if you wanted to add a little rum, if you're making it just for yourself, you can, maybe you take out the kid's portion and then you do, you know, some with rum if you want, but that's it. You just cook it until it's kind of soft on the outside. You don't want to cook it too long because you want to use one like a perfectly ripe banana. It shouldn't be green at all because then it just won't soften very nicely or there'll be too much of a like contrast between it being hard in the middle and soft from being cooked on the outside. And you also don't want it to be ready for banana bread because then it will just become mush and that's no good. So just a perfectly ripe banana. And then even that, you don't want to cook it more than just a two, three minutes because you still want it to hold its shape when it comes out. And then that's it. I put it on top of ice cream or with just like whipped cream is good enough for me. So I, I know you're going to comment on bananas because (laughs) you have strong feelings about cooked bananas, but honestly, you can do this with any kind of fruit, any kind of stone fruit, apples, pears. I know people love baking apples and that's great too, but you could just like cut up an apple. Just think about the size of the piece you're cutting up because you don't want it to have to cook for a very long time. So cut the apple into eight wedges instead of four so that it's thin enough that it's going to get like soft when you're cooking it in the pan real quick. But just butter, brown sugar, and vanilla extract will take you so far with so many fruits. Listen, I was not going to comment on the bananas because I want just only want to be of service here. And like just because I don't love cooked bananas doesn't mean that that should stop anyone from including it in their dessert. You don't want to yuck anyone's yum. But you know what? People also like hearing what you like. So just in two seconds, how do you feel about cooked bananas? I don't like them. (laughs) I think they're gross. Okay, moving on. You said the cooked bananas in like the vein of sun- making Sundays, Sunday's assembly. But I want to shout them out in like the the shortcake place. Like you Ooh, yeah. can do ice cream and like cooked pie dough crackers, which is basically like buying, taking store-bought pie dough, cutting it into strips or squares, throwing it in the oven with a little sugar sprinkled on top and cooking it. And then doing like ice cream and whatever cooked fruit. Or you can do raw fruit fruit and whipped cream but there's like so many variations on that something baked something whipped and creamy whether it's ice cream or whipped cream and fruit that is just like unlocks a whole world yes right and we i mentioned pie dough but like what what about buying shortcake which you can find in a lot of grocery stores or vanilla meringues and almost doing like an eaton's mess kind of thing or vanilla wafers a ton of fun to have with fruit, especially in season fruit. And I want to even take a step back because we're talking about easy, easy, easy desserts. And we're <laughs> we're we're really pushing the 20 minute limit here because we for us, it's really easy to take four components and put it together in 20 minutes. And it's going to be so, so, so good and feel so special. But if we're talking dessert every night, macerate berries period. That's dessert, like with a can of whipped cream. 
Yes. All of these things we're mentioning, like if, or if you've made whipped cream one night, then the next night just have fresh berries and whipped cream. It doesn't always have to be as complicated as we're making it, even though we're keeping it fairly simple. You can even simplify our ideas further, you know, so maybe one night it's eaten mess, but maybe another night it's just the berries and the leftover whipped cream. And another night it's just a banana and, you know, just a cooked banana and that's it. Vanilla wafers or something. Vanilla wafers. I feel like we can't get away from talking about ice cream without talking about affogato, which is is definitely more like an adult dessert, but it's basically just espresso over a scoop of vanilla ice cream. I feel like then that opens up the world of floats. You could buy orange soda and have ice cream floats that don't have any caffeine in them or like go Italian soda style and do like seltzer, make yourself some strawberry simple syrup, which we've shared on Instagram, and then pour a little heavy cream in there. And it's like a nice little refreshing, sweet drink. On the the subject of assembly, I did put on my list doing like a fairy bread butterboard. I have very mixed feelings about butterboards in general or like frosting boards, but a kind of assembled like snack board of desserty things can also be fun. It's like in the vein of fondue, right? Like so you yeah. have whipped cream or you have like melted chocolate or you have frosting and you have just like a bunch of dippable things that you assemble around it. So what are some ideas that you would put on your board? Oh gosh, vanilla wafers and graham crackers and pretzels. They go hard for 20 minute desserts. But you could also, Trader Joe's has so many good little like thin crackery cookie type things that you could grab for dipping. I love it. like Dunkaroos. Yeah, it's like Dunkaroos. Which is a great 20 minute dessert. Store-bought frosting. (laughs) We have a reel for that. Yeah. Um, and didn't yeah. I just feed you? Yeah. I think just think about what you might put in fondue or dip in fondue. Like, could you have pieces of cut up store-bought cake or little brownie chunks? Like, let's say you made brownies and they're starting, to, they're like getting towards the end of their life. I don't know. Actually, that never happens at my house. They gave me <laughs> that. Uh, um, and then this is more adult leaning too, but like, Thinking about a soft or sweet cheese plus a fruit jam and some something sweet like a cake or pie crackers. I love it. You moved on from fruit, but I just wanted to go back and mention one more thing before okay. we completely abandoned fruit, which is just chocolate dipped fruit. Yeah. Like chocolate dipped strawberries or chocolate drizzled like blueberry clusters, chocolate dipped clementine pieces, like little wedges. All really delicious and fun and like a nice little sweet treat. Yes. Often in the summer, especially if we have more than just our two kids in the house, we also do broiler pan s'mores. Ah, that was on my list. Yes, I used to do that all the time. My kids loved it. It's so good and so easy. And I actually have like developed a strong opinion in the last two summers that like making s'mores over a fire with children is absolutely the worst idea anyone (laughs) ever thought of. Why? We're giving children long pokey sticks over a fire and then we're putting molten sugar on the end of it Uh, for them to swing around. Yes, it's really dangerous. (laughs) So dangerous. So broiler s'mores are exactly what they sound like. You put graham crackers on a sheet pan. You put a piece of chocolate on the graham crackers. You put a marshmallow on top of the 
chocolate, broil it like for less than a minute until the marshmallow starts to brown and get soft and then pull them out and top them with another graham cracker and you can make like a whole mess of them in less than five minutes. And I used to make them so often that one year, maybe it was like second or third grade, Oliver requested s'mores as his birthday, his classroom birthday treat. So I did that, I but without putting the chocolate in the middle. And instead, I just put the graham cracker, the marshmallow, broiled it when it was warm and toasty and melty. I put the other graham cracker on top and I made sandwiches. And then I dipped them in chocolate and topped with sprinkles. And that's something that doesn't take much longer. And you can make them ahead of time and then just keep them in the fridge. Brilliant. I love that so much. Can we talk about popcorn? Sure. So I'm not huge on popcorn. I know you're not, which is why I'm I'm like, what is happening right now? (laughs) I know, but I do think like for a 20-minute dessert, like there are really fun things that you can do with popcorn, right? You can just like toss it with a little bit of like chocolate shavings or like chocolate sauce and sprinkles or peanuts or a chocolate mix or even like a caramel sauce. I mean, it can get a little messy, but it's kind of fun. What do you do with popcorn? Because I feel like you guys, that's not savory. I want like sweet popcorn. Oh, yeah. We do kettle corn regularly. And if you're doing stovetop popcorn, that actually doesn't take any more time. I do want to be transparent and say every time we've moved houses, there is like a time period where when I make kettle corn, I tend to burn it. Like I think <laughs> I think it's a re- recipe. Even if you have the best recipe in the world, it's going to take trial and error for your particular pot, for your particular stove, what sort of humidity you live in. So I um, I think we could share a recipe, but I just want people to know that before they get started. Like you might have one or two batches that are subpar before you like really nail it. There are tons of, though I don't make them often, like microwave car- caramel co- corns yeah. or like homemade Cracker Jacks where you can pop the popcorn and while the popcorn's popping, you microwave like the butter and sugar and peanuts and then toss it in at the end. So good. Just melting chocolate. Yeah. The old school popcorn balls where you like melt mini marshmallows with butter and a little bit of corn syrup. And then you put the popcorn in it and then shape the balls. Is another sweet way to do popcorn. I was going to ask, do Rice Krispie treats count as a 20 minute dessert? Oh my gosh, we couldn't have set it up better because I was going to segue from popcorn to ending with the like best of all 20 minute desserts. I do think Rice Krispie treats count. I do too. And Stove like they, top it is the like it, this or is my number one. Yes, the number one 20 minute dessert in my humble opinion. So it is perfect that you mentioned popcorn balls and marshmallows. And all the microwave melting. And I think it's helpful to know, like, you can make stovetop Rice Krispie treats, but also, like, even on the bag or box, they have a microwave version where you microwave the marshmallows and butter and stuff and throw the Rice Krispie treats in at the end. Or maybe not Rice Krispie treats. Maybe use Cocoa Puffs. Maybe use Cocoa Krispies, as we know, is, like, Stacey's all-time yeah, favorite. That's, like, number one. And finish with Maldon Crunchy salt on top. Oh, yeah. it's so good. Can I just share like my top tips for making really tasty Rice Krispie treats? Do it. 
I do prefer stovetop because I think you have a little bit more control. I like to reserve a cup of marshmallows, whether like whether it's some mini marshmallows, which are really easy, or like just a handful of the larger ones, and then you can just cut them up with some grease scissors. I like to let the marshmallows get a little bit caramelized in the butter, like melt the butter first, maybe even let the butter brown a little bit, add the marshmallows, let them get like fully liquid. Then into the marshmallow mixture, I like to add like a heavy glug of vanilla extract and a nice pinch of salt, not even like for topping like Stacey's mentioning. Then, you know, you do the rest of the assembly. So browning the butter, caramelizing the marshmallows, and then reserving some marshmallows to fold in at the end. And then like Stacey mentioned, a little bit more salt on the top after you put them in the pan, but before you cut them. Love it. I also use the sweetened condensed milk trick a couple of Mm. times and it's hard to go back. Yeah. Just because they stay so supple and soft. Yes. And I think it's especially great if you have younger kids. It just makes it like they just stay soft and they're so like (laughs) gooey and delicious. And then I also love topping Rice Krispie treats with like melted chocolate. I knew and you sometimes were going to say that. Totally. Melted chocolate and peanut butter and then sprinkles. I don't know. It's like one thing that just makes them extra, extra My kids delicious. would be so happy. That actually takes away from the experience for me. Yeah. I'm a purist, but my kids would be so happy. Okay. Before we leave, can we talk about candy salad? <laughs> oh, my God. What? What are we talking about? <laughs> Okay, I wanted to talk about like just for fun things and I can just mention them really fast and then we can talk about candy salad. Okay, ice cream sandwiches. I think those are fun, especially if you're like feeding a lot of people. I'm thinking more of dinner party. Like it's fun if you have a like meal at someone's house and they're like, oh, do you want an ice cream sandwich? A tray of bakery cookies. So like do sort of like a taste test where you buy a handful of things from your local bakery and then cut them up into pieces for everyone to try. This summer we did I did a Kit Kat tasting with my son. Like we went to the Asian market and bought all the different flavors. Yeah, and we, we've done we that. Tasted too. them and that's really fun. And you know, it doesn't have to be Kit Kats. You could do chocolate bars or like have your friends bring their favorite and then cut them into pieces. I also think it's fun if you ask your friends to bring their favorite pint of ice cream for a an entertaining dessert and everyone can do a taste test. So those were my like just for fun ideas. Do you have any before I just talk to you about? No, I need to talk about candy salad. Okay. What are you talking about? Have you not seen, you haven't been on the internet very much this summer because you were traveling and you've been renovating, but all over TikTok and all over Instagram, it's a certain type of person also, I feel like, who does it. (laughs) What are we talking about? You know that I love, you know that I love candy, like deeply, right? Yeah. And we have two candy jars. We have like a regular candy jar and a chocolate candy jar. Like the regular candy jar has like gummies and Starbursts and all those things in it. The idea of candy salad is that you buy all the things. You buy like gummy bears. You buy like nerds clusters. You buy the rainbow ropes and you cut them into bite-sized pieces. You buy jelly beans and you make a bowl of all of those things mixed together And then, like, serve it with, like, a ladle so people can, like, ladle (laughs) it into their mouth, a cup to eat. Into their mouth directly. If you're doing this and not putting it directly into your mouth, I'm sorry. You're missing the point. (laughs) 
I'm I'm have I've had such a hard time with this this summer because I I identify as a person who loves candy. I think of candy as like one of the most luxurious things. Like when you think about what it has taken to make candy so accessible for people where it's like so cheap and there's so many there's such a variety of flavors and textures and like I just think it's so cool. But I find Candy's talent to be blasphemous. I'm why? mad me about why. it. Tell me why. First of all, it's not a salad. Even no. By yeah. our rules, even for me, it pushes the boundary of like how much sugar I feel comfortable serving to my kids or serving to other kids. Like you see it a lot at those sort of like over the it, within the context of like over the top birthday parties where you know that there's already cake and ice cream and there's probably juice. I'm not try- I'm not trying to put judgment on anyone who does that. I'm just articulating my own weird feelings okay, about it. But but I just looked it up so I have a point of reference. Like the candy bar where everything it's like there's a bin with gummy bears and a bin with sour patch kids and a bin like it's really no different. I mean the kids can go hog on all of it, right? Right. It does remind me a little bit when I go to the candy store, and I don't do this often because I actually don't love fruity candies. Yeah. Right? I'd much prefer chocolate. But you get the little bag, and you go to all the little bins, and you know everything's going to be mixed in your bag. So I'm very strategic. (laughs) This is more thought than most people put it. I'm very strategic about what I'm putting in there. It's not just a mishmash of this looks good. Like my kids are like, Cola gummies. Oh, yeah. Chocolate-covered stuff in yeah, with their like, gummies. No. <laughs> no. We agree. I'm making a little mini candy salad in my bag. Megan. I am, too, which is why is it different <laughs> to me? I, I, I Some of it's the volume, too. Like, it's a lot. Like, if you – it requires, like, seven to eight bags of candy, like, sharing size bags of candy, which, hot tip, if you're going to do it, Dollar Tree is the place to go. <laughs> To buy your candy. <laughs> okay, so wait, is the point here we're recommending this or we're not recommending this? I was going to talk about, like, I don't know. It is assembly. It is just for it's fun. Assembly. I think it's kind of, I think it'd be fun to do. Also, there's something about, like, in a post-COVID world, and this is so stupid because I there are a million examples of where this wouldn't bother me, but just, like, one big massive bowl of candy Sound like it's just there's something gross about it, but like I don't know, it could be fun and like with a little scooper so they don't put their little grubby hands in it, and then everyone gets little bags and it's kind of I don't know. Then I'd rather have like a candy bar and yeah. do my own mix. Yeah, interesting. It's very well, anyway, interesting. Guys, candy salad. You know who I who I want to know what they think about it. Is there? Didn't I just feed you listeners community? Hey, uh, each week we are sharing a thread about the new episodes. So come tell us, are you eating candy salad? Are you making candy salad? No, maybe you tell us your favorite 20-minute dessert. And then make sure to follow us on Instagram where we are at Didn't I Just Feed You. A huge thank you to our producer, Samantha Gatsik. I'm Megan. And I'm Stacy. Stay sane and well-fed until next time. Be sure to subscribe to Didn't I Just Feed You wherever you're listening. And don't forget to rate and review. 